Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in bliss, freedom, health, peace, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to RevWithRachel.com, enter your name and email address, and you can also like the Rev Life Facebook page. Today's episode is Harmony for Your Head, Heart, and Home with Kim Juline. And welcome to the show, Kim. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I know. I'm really excited to share this topic with the, the audience. I haven't had anyone on here, you know, just sharing what you're going to be speaking to. And um, when it comes to it, I'm thinking, I don't even know if, I'm, if, it, if I say feng shui, if I'm saying it right. You are saying it correctly, feng shui, yes. Okay, Very yay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> well, so why don't you start by telling the audience how you came to be doing what you're doing and talking on this neat, important topic. Sure. Uh, so I actually feel like I've been practicing feng shui sort of intuitively since I was very, very young. And Mm -hmm. the story that always comes to mind is when I was in seventh grade, I lost all of my friends. And so when that happens and you're in seventh grade, it's a big, you know, it's a big traumatic sort of thing. And I was spending a lot of time in my bedroom, of course, because I wasn't, you know, going out or hanging out with anybody else. And so I started moving things around. Mm. Uh, you know, I moved my bedroom around, I cleaned out my closet, and I kind of moved my bedroom around a couple different times until finally I was like, oh, that feels better. Like, mm. it just, like, I could feel, like, the shift in it as I was doing those things. And then after I did that, it sort of encouraged me to, like, get out of the house. And I went across the street, and we had a, a tennis court where you could play by yourself against the green board there so I was Uh doing that and another uh, girl came and uh, she happened to be sort of a neighborhood girl that I didn't really know and she went to my school as well and we just got to be friends and she invited me into her sort of friend group and uh, that really led to a shift for me. So I feel like our environments uh, really do make a difference for us. Like it does impact the way things go in our life. And then kind of later on, when I was much older and I was married, we moved into a new home and suddenly things weren't going well. We were just had a lot more money going out than was coming in and our relationship was suffering and all different kinds of things like that. And I stumbled upon a book about feng shui and started doing some of these things. And I was like amazed because it worked in Mm. really really fast. Cool. Well, tell us more. Tell us more about feng shui and how does it affect head, heart, and home? Yes, yeah, I will totally do that. 
I actually got trained in feng shui, so I got my certification in mm -hmm. 2014. And feng shui, the school that I went to, is a wind and water. So feng shui actually means wind and water. It's uh, mm -hmm. the literal meaning of wind and water, and it's all about balance. So it's really about bringing nature into the environment, about the balance of things in the environment. And what I like to say about this is that it, it's really about creating an environment that energetically supports you and what you want to be, do, and have in your life. So if people are taking notes, that's a really great thing to write down. And creating an environment that energetically supports you. And, uh, and, and when we have an environment that supports us, then things are able to flow to us much easier. Oh, interesting. I mean, it brings up for me, we literally just moved um, <laughs> at the beginning of March. And oh, wow. we were in a home for four years that after doing a lot of personal growth work myself, I had come to this place where I was like, I feel so at home anywhere. But then I was like, but our, this house doesn't feel like home. It was weird, really weird. And just, uh, it was like energetically not right for us. Yes. Yeah. And that makes a difference too, because I, we each have a sort of a positive and a challenging direction based on when we were born. So mm -hmm. if you move into a home and you don't have the direction that the home faces or even the way your bed faces doesn't mm -hmm. connect with you, it can feel very much not like home, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of different things that way. And, and of course, energetically, we do outgrow homes as well. So when you talk about doing all this personal work in, in that space and then really feeling the dis, dissonance, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. It was weird. <laughs> but yeah. as you say that, like, I, I was aware of that at one point. It was just kind of like, doesn't feel like the bed's the way it should be facing, you know? Mm -hmm. We can kind of intuit those things for ourselves. Exactly, exactly. And babies will do this too. So um, when you place them in their crib, you know, if there's a baby that, you know, every time you, they wake up in the morning, they're facing the opposite direction, what they've done is they've turned mm -hmm. themselves into yeah. a direction that is good for them. Wow. So they'll, they'll move themselves around, you know, once they're able to do that. Obviously, the tiny babies, not so much, but uh -huh. as they get older, you know, so that's always kind of a thing. Cool yeah, it that's is. really cool. Yeah. So just to kind of give people uh, an understanding of feng shui, a sort of a basic understanding is it is a, a, a science and an art. So it's both of those things. And it's been around for thousands of years. It originated in China where the compass method was used exclusively then. Uh, then there was more of a westernized methods. And, and of course, there's lots of different um, lots of different types of feng shui. I think some people don't realize there's okay. lots of different schools, we call them, of feng shui. And uh, the, what I find is sort of a combination of both uh, the compass version and the more the westernized version really helps people. And the Western version is, or westernized version, I would say, is easier to understand because it's based on the front door. So where your front door is, is where all of the energy comes into the space. So we call that the mouth of chi. So no matter where it's located, um, and it's not the door that you would necessarily go in and out, because I know in the Midwest, uh, where I'm from in Minnesota, 
we would go in and out the garage door always. Yeah. Uh, but this is based on the front door to your space. So like where the house numbers are, where, where, you know, somebody that was visiting your home would come and ring the doorbell. That is where the mouth of chi is or where the energy all comes into the space. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what then, else? Uh, yeah. Tell us more. I mean, this topic is really new to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I that, enjoy learning uh, as much as possible. I know it's great. And so each area in your home, uh, I'd like to say feng shui has uh, an energy of a balance, but it's also about reflection. So your home reflects and affects your life. And what that means is that each different area in your home from a feng shui perspective relates to an area in your life. So we have Mm -hmm. like a wealth area, we have a family area, we have a partnership area, we have a health area, all these different areas. And there's a, um, uh, the gift that I'm going to offer at the end does have a, a free, what we call bagua, which is a mental map of your space, which shows where all of these areas are within your space. So it's something that people can kind of overlay on their home uh, to see like, okay, where's my wealth corner? Where's my health corner? Health is pretty easy because health is in the very center of the space. So that's something that people can easily visualize. And then if you're standing at your front door, the two other areas I like to point out are, so you're standing outside your front door facing it. The back left of your home is gonna be the wealth area. And then the back right of the home is going to be partnership. So what happened for me when we moved into this new home, unbeknownst to us, we uh, decided on a floor plan where the partnership corner was missing. (laughs) So um, it was just not, you know, it was just not fully there and that caused issues for us. And I did do a remedy for that at one point, but I did it outside and it ended up getting moved. And and then, you know, sort of, I lost track of the feng shui stuff because I wasn't doing it as a profession. Then I was just sort of playing with it. And um, things kind of went downhill, you know, with the relationship. Obviously, that's not the only reason that I ended up getting divorced. But uh, it definitely does impact uh, what's happening when you have missing pieces. So if your home is not square, you're going to have what we call some missing pieces. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, our last home was not square. I mean, Ah. I guess it, it depends on the level I guess I'm thinking of just the main level or I don't know how this affects like a two-story home. Yeah. Um, so was it a split level did you live in or was it a no, regular two-story? No, it had this long hallway. It was kind of this zigzag house, it felt like. Like it had uh, this long hallway and then it had the family room and then it went to the right to the kitchen and then like then straight down the kitchen, like past the kitchen, straight back. So it was oh. just kind of this like... Um, maze almost like you walk in and you turn right and then you go turn to go toward the dining area in the back oh gosh yeah that, I, I can feel the energy of can that you? <laughs> it's just like oh yeah yuck. yeah yeah so it's we typically will apply the bagua to the main level um but okay. you can also put it on any individual room like on your office on your mm. bedroom you can even do it like on your desk right so okay. on your 
particular desk, the door area would be where you sit. And then, you know, the rest of the areas of the Bagua would lay out um, from there. So as an example, uh, to bring in more um, abundance, you could put something that represents wealth in the, um, you know, the top left corner of your desk. So that mm -hmm. could be, you know, a, a piece of amethyst or a little money frog or, you know, anything that makes you feel abundant, coins or, or things like that, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. So how does this all tie to um, harmony for head, heart, and home? Where does the head and heart come in? Yes. So uh, we like to say um, that there are three types of luck. And the first type of luck is your uh, earth luck. And that is feng shui. So that is kind of your environment, things that are in the physical. And so that's kind of your home, your uh, your feng shui, your physical space, and even exterior, right? Like mm -hmm. our world around us. And then the, so we have the earth luck, that's the first luck. Then we have the heavenly luck, which is, I like to think of it as our connection with divine, our connection with God, source, whatever that is, um, our our higher wisdom as well. And it also relates to when we were born because the stars were aligned in a certain specific point when each one of us were born and there's energy around that as well. So mm -hmm. I consider that as heavenly luck. And of course I'm super connected to angels. So I also feel like the angels and our guides and, and, and all of that falls into the heavenly luck. Mm -hmm. And then we have our human luck. And so the human is where the head comes in. So um, the home is the earth, heaven is the heart, sort of our heart connection. And then the human is more of our head stuff because okay. we tend to get more in our head uh, around things. And it's also like what we do, like our physical actions that we take, the steps that we take, the words that we say, the... Um, the way that we show up in the world is that human luck. And so the three types of luck are, are equal. So, you know, a third of our luck is earth, a third of our luck is heaven, and then a third of our luck is human. So uh, all three of these things sort of need to come together. And that's what creates our experience here. Mm, cool. I like that. Yeah. Any tips for how to make all of that harmonious? Yeah, that's a great, ooh, that's a great question. Uh, one thing I will do, what I'll do is kind of give a, a tip for each different area. So okay. when we're talking about the earth, um, which is our home and our environment and feng shui, is to really uh, allow yourself to release things that don't serve you, things that you don't love, things that you're not using, things that are broken. Uh, it just you know, anything that you can do to let go of things that are not in harmony, right? Or that mm -hmm. don't feel good. So lots of times we keep things because someone gave it to us or, you know, it just, it's just been there forever like that. Yeah. And that's why I think moves are good. Cause right. We look at all of our stuff like, Oh, do I really want to take this to the new house? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. So I think that's always a good thing. So that's one thing I would for sure say uh, related to, to your 
earthly luck or your home is clearing out anything that doesn't feel good, right? That doesn't Mm -hmm. serve you. So that would be sort of my tip for that. For the heavenly luck, I really feel like having some quiet time every single day. And this can be meditation. This can be a walk in nature, you know, without headphones or anything, just walking, being in nature. And, uh, and also, you know, just anything that you can do to get quiet will help you hear Mm -hmm. the guidance will help you connect with divine will help you uh, really open to getting the assistance from what I like to say is non-physical, right? Because Uh We are co-creators. We aren't just creating for, um, you know, by ourselves here. We're co-creators. We have health. And so anything that you can do to get quiet on a daily basis, I personally, just the first thing in the morning, I always meditate just Mm -hmm. because it's really a way for me to get my day started off to a good start and then spending a lot of time in nature I live here on Maui and so spending a lot of time in nature is always really helpful for me as well to kind of get that reset going Mm -hmm. uh, as well and then the human stuff um the the head piece of it can be a bit of a challenge because we our heart might be feeling one way and our head is saying oh you know why would you do that that doesn't make any sense right it's like talking us out of it so I think a lot of times what you can do is really just to thank your mind right thank your mind for whatever advice it's giving you and um and that can be a way of just like okay thank you I heard you but this isn't helpful, right? (laughs) um, To just release it. So thanking it lets it know, yep, okay, I heard you, you know, thank you, mind, and then just release it. It's not helpful, so you're not necessarily taking action on it. The other side of that is when you do feel inspired, or what I like to say, in spirit, you are uh, nudged by an intuition or guidance or a sign that you do take action, right? It can be a small action, but to take some sort of action. Oh, I love that. I've never heard that about um, thanking your mind. And <laughs> yeah, I think that came, it uh, yeah. I know it came from a book and I, I can't remember the name of the book at the moment, but it was something I read a long time ago that just stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, I like all three of those tips. They're all very um, transformative. They're rich, you know? Yeah. Thank you. Well, what else do we need to know about feng shui today? Well, I do want to, I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't share something about the actual entryway, because that is where all of the opportunities come in. So you want to make sure that your front door and sort of the path leading up to it is welcoming. We want to welcome the energy. Mm-hmm. And so and I kind of always, when I'm doing podcast interviews or different things like this, I always kind of tap into what the people are needing to hear. And I feel like some of the people that are listening are either live in like a cul-de-sac, a dead-end street, or the road curves away from their home. Um, When we have situations like that, it's hard for the energy um, to get to us. So in the case, I'll just use the example of a cul-de-sac. There's no flow. Like the energy doesn't flow through the street. It sort of gets stuck in there. And so we want to do something to attract the energy to the front door. And the way that I like to do that is with something with movement. 
So that could be a wind chime, a whirly gig, a flag, mm-hmm. anything with movement by the front door is going to help bring in more opportunities and going to attract the energy to your space. Cool. Interesting. You know, I'm going to ask you a question. So yes, we renting a townhouse and our garage is on the street side, but then our entryway is on the back side of the townhouse, mm, but it's like, the yep. front, it is the front door. It's very nice. We have a little patio right there. Yeah. Um, out there is a park, but I was, as you were talking, I was like, I wonder how this applies to our current uh, townhouse situation. Yes. Oh, that's such a great question. Thank you for asking that. Because um, if if you can't see your front door from the street, mm-hmm. like, you know, where people are coming in, that is an energetic challenge simply because the energy doesn't know where to go. It's like, okay, I don't know how to get in <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, type of thing. So adding something with movement will help you in that way, because it will help attract the energy to your front door. So this, any of one of those three things that I mentioned, wind chime, whirly gig, um, like sometimes you have those, see those like mobile um, metal windmills kind of things that can be a thing, a flag, anything like that. Um, And then just making it um, clear. So if you have like, you know, a sidewalk, making sure that the sidewalk, there aren't bushes like overgrown on it, that Mm. it's a nice clear path to the front door. And then when they get to the front door, welcome them, like have, um, what I love to do, especially this time of year. Now here in Maui, we can do it anytime, but, uh, you have like a create a gateway with like a pot of flowers on either side of the front door or Mm. or on either side of the sidewalk as you come up to the front door. Um, That can be a really beautiful way to sort of welcome the energy. Um, If there's a spot for a little bench, you know, like if you, you, it sounds like you have like a little patio there, that's Mm -hmm. great because then the energy can come and sit right? And it can stay and it's welcome. It feels welcome. (laughs) Hang out Uh, for a while. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Hang out for a while. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And that's what we want. And I do like to have front doors that stand out. Uh, So that's why you'll often hear about painting your front door red. Um, The Hmm. reason they say red is because red is a lucky color. It is um, in feng shui, we use red um, to boost the energy of things. It's about success and it's a um, really beautiful color. But if you don't like red, um, you can paint it any other color. Um, Well, we just want it to be different from the rest of the house. So we don't want it to be the same as the shutters. We don't, like if you have a red brick house, you wouldn't necessarily want to paint your front door red because it would blend in too much. You want it to be a different color. And I like to say a color that you look good in front of. So when you're opening the front door, you look look good in front of the color that you're standing in front of. Uh, Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you're in a a rental space, like I am as well, I rent a condo here on Maui. And um, what I did is I just took one of those little 3M hooks and hung a wreath. So I have a pretty yellow wreath on my front door. Other people, you know, you just want your door to stand out from any other one. So mm-hmm. I noticed like looking around um, that, you know, other people don't have anything on their front door, like pretty mm-hmm. much they don't. And so my front door would stand out from others. Yeah. Oh gosh, that makes sense. So this is so awesome. I could listen to you talk about this stuff all day. I love it. 
It is really fun. I, I just, yeah. And I could literally talk about it all day. <laughs> I think I have like 80 some videos on my oh, YouTube yeah. channel uh, on feng shui. So if people are interested in binge watching, they can go uh, to my YouTube channel for that What's too. What's your YouTube channel called? It's, um, it's under my name, Kim Jeline, but you can mm-hmm. also, I take every video with finding your Fiji, which is my business name. So they can also search under that. Okay. Cool. So what would be the best way for the listeners to connect with you to learn more? The best way is through my website, which is findingyourfiji.com. And Fiji is spelled F-I-J-I. A lot of people like to put a G in there. So Mm -hmm. it is F-I-J-I. And so that's the best way. I am on Instagram as Finding Your Fiji. I'm on um, Facebook, Twitter, all the different places as Finding Your Fiji. I also have a free Facebook group where I share a lot more uh, tips and just a lot of videos and things like that on Facebook as well. And that is Find Your Flow with Feng Shui and Angels on Facebook. Cool. And then you have a free gift too. Tell us about that. I do. I do. And I love this one because it gives you really a strong basis um, with the feng shui and it sort of explains, you know, all the different areas. You get the bagua with it. It's the brighter life. Uh, And it's six feng shui keys for fresh energy, peace, and harmony. So I'm giving you six really actionable steps that you can take uh, to make to start to make some shifts within your home so that it supports you. Awesome. Thanks for that. I'll have that link in the show notes. And then also I, I put those types of links in the posts on the Rev Life Facebook page also. So you can find it there too, listeners. Thanks so much, Kim. I've loved this. Oh, you're so welcome. So much fun talking to you. Yeah, you too. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure to share these important life-transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to Rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. EWN Podcast Network.